Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Later on in the show, we'll have the latest sales report in the U.S. market. And the numbers are a little bit better than you might think. But let's get to the other news first. And of course, the big news is about the U.S. government shutdown because those knuckleheads in Washington can't seem to get their act together. But Hyundai, at least, is doing something about it for some of its customers. The company is extending loan and lease payments for government workers who have been laid off. Any laid-off employee who wants to buy a new Hyundai in October will be offered a 90-day deferral on any payments. And that's quite a clever marketing move. The publicity alone is going to help Hyundai. You know, sorry about the alphabet soup title for this piece, but we got a few more details on the developments at the GM Peugeot partnership. The two companies will develop B-segment multi-purpose vehicles based on PSA architecture, will be, which will be built at a GM plant in Spain. The MPVs will be powered by engines from PSA and will go on sale in late 2016. We keep pointing out that the commercial truck market is getting more and more interested in natural gas and propane in the U.S. market. Chevrolet and GMC just announced new CNG versions of their full-size heavy-duty pickups and full-size vans. The trucks will be bi-fuel, able to run on either gasoline or CNG, while the vans will get a dedicated CNG system. Both are covered by a 5-year, 100,000-mile transferable warranty and are powered by the company's 6-liter V8 with hardened valves and valve seats. But GM has not released any pricing. As soon as we get that, we'll let you know. I'm sure by now most of us have seen the new Kia commercial where the hamsters lose a bunch of weight to help show off the all-new 2014 Soul. But now it looks like Kia will have to run a commercial with robot hamsters because the company announced it will offer an all-electric version of the car. No other details have been released yet, but Kia says to expect an announcement at an upcoming U.S. auto show. Let me see. L.A. is next. And it makes me wonder if we'll also see an EV version of the Hyundai Tucson in the near future. Colors, characters, maybe even kids. Some people name their cars all sorts of things. In fact, since today is National Name Your Car Day. You might be interested in knowing that if you call your black 2005 Ford Focus the Ace of Spades or something like that, you're certainly not alone. It seems, according to a new nationwide insurance survey, that nearly 25% of U.S. car owners have a special name for their cars. And though there are more women than men who do it, and they're usually between 18 and 34 years old, which was the largest demographic group by far, They don't normally name them Herbie, Kit, or the General Lee. But I've got to believe that after the Breaking Bad finale this week, there may be a few Pontiac Aztecs running around named Heisenberg. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the latest new car sales report in the U.S. market, and we'll tell you why the numbers are a little bit better than they look at first glance. 
Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. New car sales hit 1.1 million units in the American market last month. That would seem to be down 4% from last year. But this September had two fewer selling days than a year ago. So when you look at sales on a daily selling rate basis, as Ward's Auto does, sales were actually up 4%. Nonetheless, the seasonally adjusted rate fell to 15.2 million units. That's definitely weaker, but Ward's points out that for the entire third quarter, the SAR was 15.6 million, and it expects that's where we'll end up for the year because it is forecasting a stronger fourth quarter. Amongst the full-line manufacturers, the big six as it were, Ford was the big winner, gaining a 10% improvement in market share. Chrysler was up too. Toyota stayed flat, while Nissan, Honda, and General Motors all lost market share. Amazingly, GM's share of the market in September was only 16.5%, while Ford was at 16%. In fact, if Ford had only sold 6,000 more vehicles, it would have surpassed GM in sales. GM's problems were pretty much at Chevrolet, where sales were down more than 7%. And you cannot have a strong General Motors if you have a weak Chevrolet. The problems at Chevy include sales of the Cruze down 46%, even though sales of the Malibu were up 40%. Impala was down 18%. Even the Silverado was down. But GM says it does not yet have a full mix of the new pickup and has pretty tight inventory. It also accuses Ford of putting $5,000 of incentives on the F-Series pickup. But I think the big story is that the luxury segment is red hot, led by the German brands. Luxury cars captured 13.9% of the market. That's up from 13% a year ago. Porsche sales shot up 23%. BMW up nearly 18%. Audi up nearly 15%. And Mercedes was hot on its heels. But it wasn't just the Germans. Cadillac was up nearly 20%. However, Lexus and Infiniti were up only 4%. Lincoln was up 3%. And Acura sales actually dropped 12%. So, as reported on a daily selling rate basis, it wasn't a bad month, but there's no question that sales slowed in September. Is this a seasonal fluctuation, a drop in consumer confidence, or problems in the economy? We don't know yet, but as soon as we start to get some clear signals, we'll be the first to let you know. Speaking of being in on the know, join me and the auto extremists this Thursday evening for AutoLine After Hours when our guest will be David Leon, the head of performance luxury vehicles at General Motors. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.